here. How to use that shit, bro. All right. So, quick turnaround. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, never we, we've never filmed twice in one weekend before. Yeah, we. Wow. Yeah, we we, we filmed yesterday. Yeah, coming up in the world. Yeah, we filmed yesterday. We we just uh, we had a we had another guest that uh that canceled on us and whatnot. But yeah, uh, who was that? Uh, nobody from <laughs> the campaign. He'll see this video. He's a he's a freaking turball, <laughs> goofy bastard. It is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, uh, he got busy. But um, I, we all do. Yeah, but uh, so we decided to go ahead and cut our cut our weekly video where we talk about politics and whatnot, and just the daily the daily grind. We cut it yesterday, uh, so I got that sitting there at the at the editing computer. Um, and then I'll grab this and edit that, and so I'll punch them both out like alternating hours. Uh, some point, wherever Mr. Algorithms over here uh, decides. But it's uh, it's a good time to punch them out, but on this episode of At East Cast, we got a got a return guest here. We got Rob Taylor. Um, Hi, how are you? Uh, he's a, if you guys recall, he's um, running for constable here in Corio County, and uh, of course, Hasco and James. And I uh, was just doing a follow up, uh, you know, several weeks later. Well, maybe it's like what? Uh, how many? When was uh? When were you here? It was, oh, like, it was like a few months ago. Yeah, um, it was like November, like October, November. November. Yeah, it was just kind of like, so it was, you're brand new to the political theater of uh, of operations there. And, I am uh, still brand new to the uh, political operations. Yeah, but you're mm -hmm. you're kind of like, the train's already rolling, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got oh, yeah, this, yeah. You, I got, you got signs in people's yards, you know. It's, six uh, months ago. Six months ago. Wow, it's been so, that long? Yeah. So Damn. there's a there's a as you as you stumble crawl walk you know and all that through that through that process you know there's a, a, a certain level of maturity with it like you start learning you know all the ropes if you didn't know them already and uh, stub your toe on <laughs> done that once or twice yeah on a couple of things that are you're just you're just unfamiliar with and then you're like but um, but yeah so how how goes the campaign. I think it's going really well. I've been doing a lot of walking in the neighborhoods, talking to the constituents. Um, I've got ads out there, of course, signs and yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've spoken to groups. Um, we just had a range day today with some of the constituents out there, uh, you know, getting a little recoil therapy in, teaching mm -hmm. some of the uh, younger guys that haven't really had a lot of experience in shooting, how to shoot a little bit better, things like that. So it's been interesting. That's nice. Yeah, we went to uh, went to the Corio County um, the first debate for the sheriffs. Um, I forget what that if it had a name or something. I don't know. Sheriffs it debate. Was, uh, Women's sheriff's Republican debate, Club yeah. sheriffs debate. Women's Republican Club sheriffs debate. Yeah, that was uh, that was super interesting. Uh, got to watch the incumbent uh, duke it out with the other two candidates that are there and um, talk about important issues and. And uh, and it was uh, it was interesting to see you know um, learned a little bit about about each candidate and um, I've worked with the incumbent and one of the candidates and um, and I've worked alongside the other candidate that's uh, uh, J C Buster uh, I worked in the same department as Danny um, yeah. for a while and um, and I worked under 
Scott Williams, the incumbent. So it was, uh, we were we were talking about the the campaigns, and, and I and I explained this to um, I explained this to all three candidates. Uh, made this made this podcast available to them, um, and I explained to them just like I explained to you. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this at, like ad nauseum. Uh, we 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 don't do ambush journalism. We're not here for the. You don't. We're not here for the gotcha moment. Yeah, um, we don't know how. Well, we know how. <laughs> I, keep, I keep correcting you. We know how. And uh, yeah, but if you let that fly, it might get us more guests. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just don't think. I just don't think it's. Uh, it's. Um, we it's don't not, do it because it's, it's not us. It's just not so us. You guys man. want to become part of fake news, is what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pays just, more. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's just not a. Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't. It's not. It's not. It, it, not only is it not nice, it's just not. It's not it's, ethical. It's not. A, it's, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound right to me. It just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather if I'm gonna have an I gotcha moment. I'd rather do it in purpose in person to your face, and not put it in in a, in a recording for perpetuity. There you go. You know what I mean. That's I'd what rather, I mean by the not ethical piece. Yeah, I'd rather just say it to your face, and we deal with it, squash it, move on, and that's the end of that. And, there you go. And Whoever was there heard it and whatever, and it's over. You know, not like, hey, check out this, and then replay and replay. Just keep re-victimizing and re-returning over the dirt on some nonsense, you know, over and over again. It's just, uh, it's inconsequential. It just doesn't do anything. Well, so, I mean, there's um, a lot of that going on in the world right now. Yeah. And it yeah. ruins people's lives. Yeah, I mean, it's just Literally. like the world of politics is, can be can be very, uh, very nasty, and we were talking about the differences, you know, of uh, of of campaigns, and uh, and that kind of kind of goes into uh, what what type of campaigns and the, the major differences, like with you running against uh, the incumbent guy Beverage, as opposed to these other guys running against the sheriff, you know, and how tactics tactics got to differ a little bit, like. Um, you have uh, on your particular race, uh, as I have it understood, you know, it's just kind of like a, a difference of, uh, of techniques and different um, different way of approaching a similar job, but with more, you're providing, uh, you're coming in with a platform that provides uh, 100% of your, of your work time and your work hours into that particular position, um, as opposed to the incumbent who has several other noteworthy uh, Endeavors and uh, businesses and ventures. And businesses and, and ventures. Yeah. Guy Beverage is a great guy. I, you know, I don't have any issues with him. Um, but he has a he has a lot of things pulling him in so many different directions yeah. that um, that you may you you perceive and a lot of people perceive that may be uh, detracting from the main task. And that's where you come in with your platform. It's like, hey, look, I want to be the dedicated tool for this for this job. Exactly. You know? I mean, so again, you can't sit there and talk smack about somebody for trying to better themselves. Right. 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 You right. Know? Right. And the whole um, video that I did on Facebook and everything mm-hmm. else, it's not a personal attack. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple fact of logic. And the fact of logic is when you own multiple businesses, when you're a professional public speaker, right. and then you're also the elected constable for the uh, precinct, right. you're splitting your time in so many different directions that when are you going to be able to do what you're elected and paid to do for the citizens of Corio County? Right. Uh, he's been the constable for 13 years now, mm-hmm. and he's always had another career. He was, you know, um, working for Walmart. He was working for Blackhawk. 
He was working for GT Distributors, etc. And then he started his own business on top of that. Mm-hmm. After all those other positions, you know, he let those go. And then they also own Jim Kicks. Uh, he does professional public speaking, etc. And again, that's great. There's nothing wrong with it. Because you're trying to better yourself. You're trying to bring an income for your family, take care of everybody. But when you look at the big picture, the big picture is when you're elected to a position, it's not a passive position. You can't mm-hmm. split your time like that. You have to focus on the long hours and the dedication to give back to the community who elected you to do the particular job that you were elected to do. Right. And that's exactly why I'm running for this particular position. Because I want to do that job full time. To actually be in the community. I'm in the community anyway, so why not actually take all the experience that I have and use it for a position that actually can make a huge difference inside of this community. I mean, hell, yesterday I went and substituted at the high school because one of my buddies needed to Mm-hmm. take care of some business he gave me a call and asked me to come and sub for him and I just happened to still be a certified substitute mm. so go take care of his kids he goes handles his business I'm still able to you know do other things for the community mm-hmm. right. and that's the great part of the job when I go teach at the police academy that's the police academy literally right down the road at CTC mm-hmm. those are the officers and the deputies that are coming to these agencies mm-hmm. That's why I want to teach them, because I know where they're going to be at. So, patrol tactics is the last one I taught a couple of months ago. I'm going to be teaching a few more here in the near future. And mental health is one of my big things, as you guys well know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very big proponent of mental health. I think that after we lost the, the crisis intervention unit for Coryell County, we need to pick up the pace on some of that stuff. Um, they need to have that tool back in that tool belt so that we can get out there and help out Copperscope Police Department, Coryell County Sheriff's mm-hmm. Office, the uh, citizens of Copperscope and Pig Coke and, you know, Topsy, et cetera, so that we can make sure that we're doing the right things for the people of this particular community. Yeah, that's a... Oh, I got a question on that. Yeah. So, I mean, mentioning uh, Constable Beverage's other businesses and careers and the uh, split in time, has there been a notable uh, lapse in duties performed because of his time splitting? Well, again, we have a full-time um, civil process deputy for the county. Um, right. I went ahead and did a FOIA and looked at all the different civil processes that are issued out by the mm-hmm. uh, sheriff's office from the uh, courts up there at the uh, county level. And out of the 2,250 that I counted in the last two years, only 500 of them were served by a constable. Hmm. And that constable was Precinct 4. The other 1,750 were handled either by the Civil Process Deputy or the Coryell County Sheriff's Office. So is, is it uh, Daniels? Who's uh, Precinct 4? No, that's Teddy Bruss. Ah, okay, okay, okay. 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 Now, so the civil they process still people have civil process the that they get from, you know, the Justice of the Peace Course that they're in. Mm-hmm. But it's not as large as the volume that comes into the actual county okay. um, from what I understand. So I, I can't say they're not doing their jobs because they are. Uh, but could we do more? Can we do better? Yes, we can. There's all kinds of counties that surround us. The sheriff's office doesn't touch any civil process. It's all the constables. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to the commissioner's court. 
you know, where the county judge and the commissioners need to start allowing these constables deputies so they can actually be out there and help out with those different calls for service, backing up on different things. Because constables have countywide jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. We can yeah. cover down on each other. In a lot of cases, because they're associate members of DPS, they have statewide jurisdiction on things. Every county adjacent to a constable's precinct, they have full jurisdiction to do any type of civil process and other types of um, enforcement. So we can do so much more with this particular position. That's just my two cents on that. Yeah, I know that. Uh, does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a force multiplier when it comes to law enforcement within a county. Um, uh, the thing is that, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like uh, the when I when I was down there, I mean, we were. I've worked when we were fully staffed. I've worked when we were severely shorthanded. Um, uh, there's been a lot of a lot of things, a lot of situations where where constables either assisted with a call or backed us up on calls and stuff like that so uh, you kind of knew they were around uh, but they're monitoring the radio and um, even some of those ones that uh, that are kind of ghost like you you don't even like for years you don't even know who the constable is because you've never seen them and then you get into some kind of pickle and they show up and you're like oh who the hell are you it's like oh I'm constable so and so they're like oh shoot they've been nice. out there you just did just because <clears throat> you, you didn't see them they don't mean that they're not out there freaking uh pound payment but um now, i worked the county you know it's the sheriff's uh, office for years so i i remember those days yeah it's uh it's it's interesting but uh but i also remember serving anywhere from five to ten civil processes per shift yeah even yeah. as a mental health deputy i yeah. remember serving civil processes yeah that was uh that was the thing that we we had to do i mean um i don't think they ever put a number uh on me like it will serve this amount of support. Right. But, uh, well, this was like 10 years, almost 10 years ago, so things were a little different now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they ever put a number on me stat-wise when it came to that, but they definitely, uh, it was a shared responsibility mm -hmm. between day shift and night shift. Mm -hmm. So my day shift guy would go out and, and serve and then bring him back to the office, and then at night I would grab him and bring him all the way back to... Uh, mm -hmm to the office where where they could be entered but um it's just uh it was definitely a task that, that we did quite a bit um but uh and i remember we, we get get a little talking to every now and then when we fall behind on it um now those stacks get and we always fast. we we always wondered like what what the hell are these guys doing well i mean <laughs> so, <laughs> something else to consider that i first moved here in 96 Went off to Korea and I came right back in 97. Mm -hmm. And back then the population here was somewhere between 23 and 25,000, mm -hmm. you know, and by 2000 the population was upwards of about 35, 36,000, or excuse me, by 2020. Mm -hmm. um, the population was upwards of, you know, uh, 35, 36,000. And now in 2024, I just looked at the population density for Copper's Cove and we're sitting at three, 39,000. 986, uh, if I remember correctly. It's just under 40,000. Yeah. And it's growing expeditiously uh, above what it was even 
five or ten years ago. Well, we got new enormous developments uh, popping up in our in our city, and then um, that there's also a lot of a uh, lot of community. So there's a lot of people moving from the Colleen area down mm -hmm. to here, and the Austin area up here. Yeah, in Austin, so they're either running away from crazy taxes and crazy policies, um, running away from high crime, um, and uh, they end up in our county. Uh, it's just, uh, and this this is historically being kind of like a transient community, you know, that yeah. rotates, turns over every few years. Because, uh, you know, Fort Cavazos just down there, Fort Hood uh, down there. So people PCS, and every couple of years, well, you got to also take into account that from 1989 when we went to Panama mm -hmm. all the way through 2012 when we, or 2000, yeah, 2012 when we came out of Iraq, mm -hmm. there was a lot of rotations of personnel going overseas. And then, oh, yeah. in, you know, um, a few years ago we pulled out of Afghanistan. So now we don't have all this turbulence of people going overseas to combat tours constantly. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the families moving back home or just staying at home. They're actually moving here. Yeah. And the families are becoming centric again. So yeah. we don't have that 30 years of constant conflict any longer. Well, I mean, if Democrats have anything to say in it, that'll change. True. <laughs> I mean, they're trying their damnedest. Uh, Very true. <laughs> I'll give it a junior college. Wars try. make money. Wars make money. Lots of it. So I mean, we. I'm telling you this. Uh, yeah, but, um, but you've been you've been going around freaking, uh, kissing hands, shaking babies. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm not exactly the kissing hand and shaking babies type. But I do like to talk to people and. Um, Here's my thing, you know, I'm not going to blow sunshine up anybody's butts. Right. You know, the simple fact of the matter is there's no such thing as perfect. Right, right. And all I'm trying to do is give a better option right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to grow this to something where it can be even more than it already is. So take it to the next level. That's the goal. Yeah, and that's that's the fundamental thing I learned from today after watching that, uh, that little Q&A uh, thing at the... Uh, for the sheriffs uh, was if you're like why are you running you know what I mean like why are you running like you got you got you got to you got to you get if yeah. you it, so if you feel so, so this is not a this is not a cheap endeavor for those of you guys that are um, <laughs> no that's not for those of you guys that are that are that are that are new to this stuff or have no knowledge of this stuff uh, you know putting your name on the ballots is just one aspect of uh, that's step one mm -hmm. of many, many, many you have to take. Science costs money. All these things cost money. Time, effort, uh, commitment, uh, getting up, pre butt crack of dawn, coming in home late. Uh, it's a, And it's an effort that has to be repeated if you want to stay in office for multiple If I'm terms. not mistaken, you're still a uh, um, full-time officer? Uh, no, I'm a part-time officer. You're a part-time officer? Yes. Okay. Um, I did... Uh, stay reserved with Gatesville, so okay. I work part time up yeah. there. They've given me the latitude to do oh, what I nice. need to do. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, I was a full time teacher yeah. uh, until this last year, and I went ahead and gave up that position so that I could concentrate on this. Right. Because again, if you're going to dedicate yourself to something, 
you have to dedicate yourself to it. Um, and I have a lot of my students at the high school who are very upset that I'm no longer teaching law enforcement, counseling, and mental health. Turns out I'm not as big an asshole as I thought I was. I, I was doing my best. Well, it depends on who you ask. But. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but however, um, my students liked me as a teacher, which shocked me. They're kids. They don't. They don't know asking. Yeah, yeah, this is true. They have nothing to compare um, you to. So. But, um, they're always happy whenever I come in and I sub because then they get to sit down and talk with me about stuff. Uh, let me know how things are going on in their lives. I've had quite a few of them join the military now. Nice. Um, I've got some who want to be law enforcement. Um, and I, I like to think that I made a difference in some of their lives. Right. And if you can make a difference in anybody's life, that's a, a win in my book. Yeah. So get them going the right direction in a positive way. Um, oh, and you're not kidding. It is not cheap. I have nobody no. giving me yeah. money. I've been paying everything out of pocket yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. It is not cheap. But it's worth it. Yeah, well, you got you got to make it worth it because uh, it's, uh, it's the shot that you're taking. You're taking your shot. And if you're taking your shot at this at this position, or you're taking your shot at uh, at winning winning people's votes and and uh, and actually improving your community uh, by being elected, uh, you have to make that shot worthwhile. Otherwise, you just throw money away. Right. If you if you want to throw money away, uh, I'll take some donations and I'll just uh, you know I mean I got we could always use better cameras we and we definitely better, need better lighting. Yeah, we we could definitely <laughs> use better lighting and better cameras. I don't know these so, these aren't too bad. I mean, they do the job. They work. Well, if but. you only do the movie magic, I gotta do in the yeah. cutting room, in the cutting room floor just to make things look halfway decent. You'll be like, man, dude. Yeah. But it's uh it's one of those things like like you gotta take your shot and. Uh, um, and that's why I say that I saw a fundamental difference in uh, in the campaigns that uh, that you and Guy are running, and the campaigns that the sheriff's uh, candidates have to run. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're trying, you're trying, you know, these guys are trying to unseat an incumbent sheriff. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to unseat the incumbent sheriff? You have to say it. Yeah, you have to say it. You have to say it. If you don't, if you don't like the, for X Y reason, whatever the reason is, be factual, be truthful, but you got to say it. You can't, you can't sit there and, um, well, you know, because, because it's me. Because I want to. Because I'm Cause dedicated. Because I, I, cause cause I want to. Because I'm dedicated. Yeah. Okay. This ain't a promotion well, board. The other, the, <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> your, the other guy can say the same. Get your ass you in there and just, actually. It's like get what you said. The in. issue with uh, yeah. Constable Beverage is that you think you can put more time towards this job than he does. Well, yeah. cut and dry. That's a good. That's a good reason yeah, why. That's a good why you're doing this. Cut and dry. You, you know, could devote your entire time to it, whereas Constable Beverage has not devoted well, his time. I he also has have just different experiences than he does. But right. it's, not, it's not only that. No, I got you. It's not only that, but it's a verifiable. Uh, aspect of your campaign, because yeah. if you don't if you don't step up to what you said, it is easily debunked. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Like it's something that, uh, that that the people have to know that when when Rob Taylor sits here and tells you that he's going to be more dedicated towards the county in this particular job, this is something that you can do a Freedom Freedom of Information Act request mm-hmm. on at the end of his term and see if he actually followed through. Yeah, it's a. It's a it, it's a verifiable fact. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not going to so, use you two as examples, so, but the long and short of it is, anybody who knows me mm-hmm. knows that when I commit to something, I'm committed. Right. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do everything in my power to get it done. Does that always work out? No. No, I've seen you fuck up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I've seen, and I've seen you fix it. 
but I, I still will it. do everything in my power to make sure that it's done. <laughs> no, but I, that's the thing. Like, I've seen you fix stuff. They'll be like, oh, shit. All right. All right. No. Huh? Stand by. And it... Well, I've seen other... It you know? it's just, but yeah. as, as we all. As we all. But that's... Uh, that's if you don't make we, mistakes, you're not learning. Exactly. Exactly. But that's a, that's a, that was a real, real interesting uh, experience we had today when I when we went over there. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, um, because uh, because of what I what I said, but for you guys that that uh, that are just joining us and anything, yeah, if you guys, I'm gonna link the first uh, the first chat we had with Rob Taylor, which has all his qualifications and his introduction and yeah. his uh, this uh, long history um, and his uh, his background um, on the. I'll link that to the to the description of the video, and uh, you guys can can start there if you want a starting point about who this guy is. Um, um, there's but, also a video, a know, very short video on Facebook that helps out a little bit. With we that. we still got I still got your QR code on my computer. Yeah. I use a reusable asset, so I'll just throw it on there as well. It's the same same QR code, yeah. so uh, you guys can check them out. And there's be videos in there. And it's uh, on all my signs um, and my push cards and his, everything. His so. social so. But uh, but yeah, try to make as many efforts as we can to remind people that local elections are extremely important. You should know they your are candidates far are. more important than our national elections. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah we're 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 watching that uh, firsthand. So, yeah. um, well, we've seen it our whole lives. It's just yeah. Now we're actually paying attention <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, that's something that I've been asked many times, like in the uh, meet and greet when I was asked, you know, why I'm the best candidate. Everyone was asked why they're the best yeah. candidate. Yeah, and I have a very simple answer questions. to the reporters and even in my newspaper articles as to if I am the best candidate and that is it's not my choice I don't get a vote in that what people think of me is none of my business so if the people think that I'm the best candidate they get to vote that way mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell them who to vote for because it's not my place to do so my place is to tell you what my qualifications are why I'm running and you know what? This is who I am. If you want to verify anything, my DD-214 is on file up there at the county clerk's mm -hmm. office. You can look at that anytime you want to. It tells you all my military stuff. And there's not a thing that I'm going to lie to about, you know, on any of that. If you want to verify my education, all you got to do is get a hold of Capella University or Central Texas College and get my transcripts and see that... That's what my degree is actually in. Mm -hmm. If you want to verify my appointments, call the Coppers Cove High School, call the Sheriff's Office, call Central Texas College, mm -hmm. you know, call Gatesville Police Department. Uh, if you want to know any of my certifications for law enforcement, call T. Cole. Mm -hmm. Every single one of my awards and every single one of my certificates are right there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every Master Peace Officer, SWAT, mental health, um, sexual assault, family violence, all of it. You know, it's all right there. So Yeah, that's that's uh and I welcome anyone to do that because I don't want anyone ever thinking that I'm gonna, you know, bull jive them on anything. No, and that's and that's uh um, Hold on. My mother's calling. So the rest of the hi. hi mom. I miss her. Hello? Hello. Hey. What's up, Mom? <laughs> hey. What's up, Mom? You want everybody to know it's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all listening in. We're all we're all listening in. I'm recording the podcast. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay, we'll talk another time then. That's fine. No, no, no. You talk right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of an interview. Well, I don't know. Hey! And it, if I talked to my mom that way, she would hit me. <laughs> well, I can't hit him from where I am, but I can sure send him bad vibes. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. No, I'm not editing this out right. <laughs> 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 All right, mom. That's love you. Okay. <laughs> okay, babe. Bye, bye, James. Bye. 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 <laughs> I love my mama. Oh, you should. <laughs> I love his mom too. She's awesome. Yeah. I've never met her. She's but hilarious. I've heard about yeah. Quite a bit. It's hilarious. Yeah, she's a <laughs> she's a funny lady. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. If if I was to say that to my mom, next time I seen her, she would pop me right in the freaking gut because she's only about this tall. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, we, we me, me and mom we talk about everything, man. It's just not this no no topic is is too taboo with her. It's uh that's how that's how I was raised. So that's good. That's good. Uh, we need more of that in the world. Yeah, it's just being be, she super transparent. There's no uh, there's no no messing about with her, but. We, we, which led to a lot of hilarious moments growing up. So, <laughs> it's just, so, some of them embarrassing, some of them freaking just like, oh, God. So, <laughs> I'll tell you, man, it's, uh, the hell? Dude, what is, what is happening? Oh, another child abduction. Uh, where's this one at? Yeah, 17-year-old, white male. That's not an abduction. Pearland. 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 Child abduction in Pearland. That's when I, where I went through my defensive tactics instructor course was Pearland. So I banged a chick that lived down there. That's the only reason. Uh, I, I didn't. <laughs> I married a chick from Beaumont, though. Yeah. I'm still married, and we're perfectly happy. That's good. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the the constituents want to know um, what is your uh, immediate reaction to uh, the sound of an acorn falling on your patrol car. My immediate reaction to the sound of an acorn falling on my patrol car? Maybe I shouldn't be parked under a tree. Yeah, uh, that's that's incorrect. Uh, you should. The first thing is to do a couple two barrel, barrel rolls. rolls. Two barrel rolls. Minimum. Minimum. Yell shots fired and empty your entire gun into your patrol car. That makes absolutely no sense. Have you not seen the video? No, I haven't. Oh, what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, do it. We got content. All right. Yeah, this I've got to see because... Yeah, initial reaction. Go ahead. Yeah. We got My content. initial reaction? No, 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 no. Watch the video. <laughs> yeah. I hope this isn't real. I hope it's something that was faked. Or something that we're making up? No, it actually happened. No, no, happened. no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I hope right, it's something right, that was yeah, faked. Yeah, don't, don't, don't there, There's it. a video, so it, it, don't, don't it happened. Don't run it. Don't run it. Let's see. Um... Yeah, I pride myself on remaining calm in most situations. So. Yeah, so did this guy. Mm -hmm. oh. Obviously not. So. You weren't there, man. <laughs> no, but after a few tours in Iraq and amongst other places. Oh, so did this guy. This guy had two tours in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. oh. Even worse. Uh, and what would you special ops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was. Uh, well, just because he says he was doesn't mean he was. 
It's just not... Just saying. I know a few people uh, in the world that say that they were all kinds of things that they never actually were. Can he hear the audio? I know we can hear the audio. Can he? I can't hear it. Here, put that on. He's hit. Nobody's found that out yet. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't even hear a gunshot. Attention to detail. I, I'm, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. Yeah, take it back to the beginning. I, I want to hear what he heard. Did you hear it? I heard it. I heard a tank. That's what he heard. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what he reacted to. That, that's not a gunshot. It is now. <laughs> that's over. Uh, I'm counting about 15. <laughs> Keep watching. It gets more embarrassing. What? Yeah, you can take it back to where we, we stopped. Yeah, that back window is dead. It's DRT. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. I hope he didn't shoot anybody else. There's a handcuffed uh, suspect in the back seat of that car oh my that he just unloaded into. Oh my goodness. He is handcuffed in the back seat. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't kill him by a miracle. Yeah, he's fine. He's not dead. Killed by a miracle. It's a Thank miracle. God. Yeah. It's a miracle he did. He's uninjured. He's completely uninjured. Completely uninjured. Wow, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, yeah, the man is completely uninjured. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how do you respond like that? Hey, look, man, you weren't there. I don't give a damn if I was there or not. <laughs> it, it might have hit my best. I don't know. I mean, come on. I'm not. Dude, five tours of combat. I've never responded like that to anything. This is his partner. His partner thinks this is some legit going on. Where? Right there? 
she shouting at? What, what's what shot his partner? What shot Jesse, her partner? Jesse, are you okay? Her partner just got shot. According to her, to that that dumb dumb. So she thinks that he's be, he's being shot by the suspect. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the one who was just uh yeah, she's the, heard the acorn. He, she she didn't hear the acorn. She heard her shot. She, she heard her partner go down. Open fire. So she just starts shooting randomly at. And she she got she asked for direction. Where is it coming from? And he's like, from the patrol car. It's from inside the patrol car. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Like she she asked, where is it coming from? Before she opened fire, and he's like, from inside the car. Get back, oh, get okay, back. yeah. So she shot the control car. So this is her perspective. This is her perspective. This is her body cam. She did. She had a back turn towards all that stuff. So she thinks that uh, that that her partner is being shot yeah. at by the suspect. I got you. I got you. But still, what the hell, man? <laughs> you know. You don't know. You weren't there. You don't you know. know. This is water and not beer. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, man. <laughs> I don't care. You don't know, man. There I was. Knee, yeah. knee deep yeah. in acorns. <laughs> knee deep in acorns. I mean, I could have seen it if a deer came out there and started, you know, hitting him with the rut. <laughs> but smoke the deer, right? <laughs> you know, at least you get some venison out of it. But oh, my God. Dang. Yeah. Just blindly you. shooting into a freaking vehicle? With a suspect in it. With a unarmed handcuffed suspect in it. Yeah. Yeah, so call me silly, but you know that just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so I guess I need a lot more information before I can make a real judgment call on it. But well, it's stupid. For what I've seen so far, that should have never happened. Well, it's stupid on its face. That officer has already resigned. Good. So, he needs to if he's that scared. So he, um, so basically, they went to a family violence call. Okay. Um, as the the that guy's partner is a sergeant, female sergeant. She was interviewing the victim. Mm-hmm. The male was detained, and then subsequently arrested for charges based on that uh, that interaction they had at the house. Okay. But apparently, he had taken taken the victim's car as well and hid it somewhere around the block. And uh, try to sh- like send her pictures of where her car was and whatever. One of those pictures apparently showed the muzzle, what appeared to be the muzzle of a silenced weapon. Uh, and it, the picture was taken that day. So when uh, when they had done the initial pat down, the initial pat down on the guy, put him in there. They didn't like thoroughly search the guy. So he was on the way back to the patrol car to do a more thorough search of the suspect. Because he had been armed, apparently had been armed earlier that day. So he's got this notion in his head that he's walking, he's possibly going to find a silenced weapon on the suspect when an acorn strikes the roof of the patrol car. And uh, he thinks that he's being shot at by the dude with the silencer inside the patrol car. Uh, Again, I'm sorry, but... Yes, 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 it's still stupid. It doesn't get any better. Uh, what I'm saying is. It still doesn't sound anything even like a suppressed weapon. Well, correct. Uh, but it's. Uh, it's but if he doesn't know that. Well, if he was special operations, he should. If he doesn't know that, but he's just making shit up in his mind. He made up the whole thing of him getting shot. So he was convinced that he was hit. Oh, I, I heard. He had such paralyzing. Now, for those of you guys who didn't 
hear this on the podcast. You oh, can hear the audio. You'll probably it'll be picture in picture. I'll, I'll put yeah. pic, I'll put the video picture in picture. Yeah. Um, because that, that's uh, going to be hilarious right next to your reaction to the whole thing. That's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he started breathing heavy. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I just wanted to snatch him up and say, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> the entire internet, yeah. 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 This, is, this has been flooding my shit for the last two days, three days. Yeah. Uh, thank God I don't see things like this regularly because I would probably have yeah. something to say. <laughs> uh, this is insane, man. So he had he had that uh, that he had such paralyzing effect to uh, his panic response was such a paralyzing response that he, his legs went numb. He thought he had gotten shot. So he doesn't know how to, shall we say, process negative emotions. He, he <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that dude's barely useful as a person. Uh, if anxiety hits him that hard like paralyzing you know while we were at the ranch today we had this guy who plays Call of Duty a lot and he was wearing probably I don't know five or ten thousand dollars worth of gear with his weapons awesome yeah he looked like a a SWAT operator on steroids that was dropped into freaking you know Mogadishu in 1993 (laughs) and uh nice it was cold outside so yeah (laughs) he had a briefcase gun and all kinds of what yeah don't get me started and he does all this you know it's a question about lebron tiktok you know followers or whatever and just this is how you shoot um you know the real world is very different than call of duty and it's great that you get out there on the range however you can't compare the two of them no, my first engagement, uh, close up like that. Um, some of the viewers from this podcast can testify. Some of them were there. Um, five, a couple shots straight up in the sky. A lot of screaming. I wasn't panicking, but I was fucking shooketh. <laughs> it happens. I was shooketh. <laughs> I turned a corner, shots fired, and the freaking dude shooting at me, and I'm like, I'm gonna shoot back. Ah, ah, bang, bang, ba, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so, I mean, shit happens. Then you, then you start kind of like, okay, well, fuck, I better, better get my shit together, uh, cause uh, gotta put bullets on target. <laughs> this, this, this ain't, this ain't gonna do. Uh, but, I mean, come on, man, like that, that reaction, that reaction was, was bonkers, even for actual shots fired. Dude, I was yeah. riding at freaking belly button death leg one time in a Bradley, and we were on a patrol going down Hyphus Street, mm. and I had a round ricochet literally right here in front of me off of the uh, troop hatch, and, you know, right by, and I saw the guy around the corner, so I just used my M4 instead of even calling a fire command, um, yeah. because I was already up there. Yeah. So, you know what a bullet hitting sounds like. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if it's suppressed or not. You know what a bullet slap is. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Like, if he if you if he was nothing but law enforcement, then I'd be like, possible that he doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, because yeah, that's, not, that's a, not a lot of cops get into shootings. But if you did any job in the military, <sighs> you you've been to a KD range. You've raised targets. Yeah, put them back down. Why do you have to raise targets and put them back down? Well, simple. 
uh, it does two jobs at once. One, you're training your troops to shoot accurately, and the other one is getting you used to the snapping and buzzing mm -hmm. of ammunition coming over your head. Exactly. So you're sitting in a, in a dugout pit. You're not going to get shot unless you get some weird ballistic ricochet, which has happened, but it's very rare. Um, That's not one in a million things. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like damn near, because the targets on the KD region are enormous. But 100 yards, they look like a little, little period dot. You know, it's just like a little dot. Yeah. But neither here nor there. Um, That's like spot C whenever so you, you have so you shooting over so your you head. Been, while so you're no low matter, crawling and IMT. Yeah, but, and that's the thing. That, that's, that's the thing. No matter what job you've done in the Army, you've been shot at already. Uh, in, in, you've been put in that setting where you should recognize that. But here's the kicker. As law enforcement, we don't have the same job as they do in the military because we've all been military. Right. It's a very different application. Right. Okay, and you never ever blindly shoot at where you think a round is coming from. Yeah, it, so and that's, that's the thing, like there's no, I mean, that's a, I mean, dude, you gotta like really listen in intently to hear the acorn hit the roof of the car. And that's on his body cam, so. Yeah. It's barely the only audible. reason I knew when the sound was, because I've watched the video like six or seven times now. Yeah, body cam, it's body barely cam. audible. Yeah. Body cam picks up whispers. Yeah. It's like you, you can barely hear that acorn barely, hitting, but yeah. that's the only reason I, I knew it was. The second time, I didn't hear it the yeah. first time. You barely hear it. But that's because you pointed out about the time it was. Um, but still, as law enforcement, you never blindly shoot at anything because your backstop is the most important thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you're targeting what lays beyond. The simple, even in military, your backstop is important because you, you know want to target. Reduce freaking uh, collateral damage yeah, as much it. as humanly possible. Yeah, you're responsible for every bullet that comes out of your gun. Whether you're an infantry guy, a special forces guy, or a patrol well, officer on the street, you're responsible for every dang bullet that comes out of your gun. Every bullet weapon. that comes out of your gun, you're responsible for everywhere where they land. It's uh, And if you're blindly shooting at what you think is a target, then what are you actually hitting? That's not, the question. Not only that, but his, his, his partner, initially, his partner stepped right into crossfire. Yeah. Because she, she's running to him, thinking, that not, not knowing exactly where he is, and he's actually firing in her direction almost uh, until she got, gets a glimpse of him and watches him crawling uh, after, like, his second barrel roll. And uh, <laughs> well, the other thing is, she's shooting into that same vehicle, yeah. and what's the backstop of that well, vehicle? It's a freaking busy road. Yeah, but uh, she can definitely articulate that. Yeah, but they're in cars and stuff. So, I mean, that if they're taking, so they're in cars and yeah. stuff. They'll be fine. You definitely articulate that, that if... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, keep yeah. thinking that. Yeah. But, I mean, she can definitely... It's like using a car to worst cover. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, that's a great idea. She can definitely articulate that uh, after she got direction of where he's being shot at from, then they direct the fire to that... To that uh, perceived threat and she didn't empty her mag uh, no it was controlled she fire. shot shot a couple and just you okay and then took cover and assessed the situation it went until later on after the rest of the team got there and all the patrolmen got there um that they figured out that that uh that yeah no nah bro no, I, again, I can see her perspective a lot better than I can see his. Like, he, he was even, like, I think it hit my vest, you know, like, 
Well, first he was shot in the leg. Yeah, but then he was asked several times. He was like, oh, I think I hit my vest, you know, da da da. And, and uh, yeah, he got moved out of the scene to get looked at. Mm. And Nothing. They, they're still looking for that, that bullet. So The magic bullet? <laughs> Same one that killed Kennedy, right? The guy's no longer a cop anymore, so. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> Again, we all make mistakes. We all do. But you have to look at the big picture in a situation like that. That that was a mistake that's damn near unrecoverable. Bro, I was at freaking home base and some dude dropped a big ass freaking piece of wood. Ah. Uh, that's scary. People were like, oh. It was loud. Yeah. Loud. It, it reverberated inside that building. Yeah. But it was, it, people were like, you okay? I was like, oh, yeah, man, man. That was it. Done deal. Uh, I've had big backfire. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, um, all kinds of different things happen yeah. that are loud. Firecrackers loud, 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 going off. Loud, loud, loud. An M80 went off in my yard not yeah, too long loud, ago. Loud, 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 120 millimeter smoothbore with no hearing protection. Yeah. yeah there you go. That's a great idea. Fucking <laughs> Dan <laughs> Tankers. Sand it. Yeah. But, um, but, that's the whole purpose behind training, so that you don't respond inappropriately or excessively in a situation. I pissed myself. Did you? Yes. Nice. That, that's a lot of gunpowder going off at once. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, my God, but did you do barrel rolls? Maybe. <laughs> Nobody so, filmed it, though. <laughs> now, the, now the question makes sense. Pretty sure yeah. I lost consciousness yeah. for a second or two. Yeah, what do you yeah, do yeah. when an acorn falls on your vehicle? Yeah. I yeah. see how silly my response was. You know, just move your vehicle. Yeah, why park <laughs> on a tree? No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, wow. it's still a better answer than uh, two barrel, barrel rolls. rolls and 17 rounds into your freaking car. <laughs> With an unarmed, wow. unarmed sub subject freaking handcuffed in your back seat. <laughs> you see, I didn't even know about the suspect until you told yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy in the back seat, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was sitting up all right in that damn thing. Like, why'd the cop just stuck in the? <laughs> well, I mean, if he was, if the cop was following protocol, he was seat belted in, and that seat belt was locked. And he said he had to. Uh, the suspect they interviewed him, and he said he had to lay flat and just kind of pray. Right. Yeah. He didn't get it. Yeah, that's really all you can do. I mean, he's handcuffed. There's no. I mean, he can't get out. He can't get out. So yeah. you know, and if you see belted in, he can't roll onto the floor. Oh my God, the lawsuit, bro. Dude, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Oh, that'd be continuing because he's already, he's already made statements like physically I'm fine, but mentally I am not okay. Of course it's not. Like, yep, that's PTSD. Rest yeah, of your of damn life. Not. Well, <laughs> I mean, not. honestly, do you blame him? Not at all, bro. No, not no. a bit. No, not in yeah, the least Sue. bit. Yeah. That would be like if you took off in a pursuit with a suspect in the back seat and had a vehicle rollover. Uh, we're, there's one I was reading about, not the vehicle rollover thing. There was, uh, I don't remember what state it was in, but there was a deputy that didn't respond to roll call one morning. They found his vehicle with a handcuffed female subject in the back seat, yeah. fished yeah. it out of a river. Wow. Yeah, it was, in, was it in Kansas? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Uh, I have I not a clue. Yeah. I forget, Tennessee. That sounds Tennessee, right. Tennessee. Yeah, because I remember that happening. That's why I said it. Yeah. Um, or that that uh, that other cop that uh, parked her car on the train tracks. 
Yeah. <laughs> with the suspect in the back. Yeah, I remember then, that one too. And then freaking the train shows up and she's like, oh God. And just She just steps back and the train just takes the car with the person and everything. Boom. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of those that you're going to have to, uh, dear chief or dear sheriff. Um, I do realize that I will be indicted here very soon. Yeah, However, no one was more surprised than I. I mean, I've seen a cop blow out his windshield with a service weapon, so it's with a service weapon. No. The windshield or the side Have window? you now? Side window. Yeah, I remember this. What kind of service weapon? It's a long. It was a, a, a 308 rifle. Kablammy blam. Kablammy blam? It was a yeah. 308 uh, bolt action rifle. Oh, kablammy blam. It happens. There's a, a canine in the back. What? Oh! The <laughs> canine in the back seat. Should have seen that canine. He dodged that thing like oh. Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just happened to be a task force. I mean, not a. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. I'll tell you that's that's just that's just fucking embarrassing. That's way worse than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, well, that's you know, a couple of negligent discharges in squad rooms and oh yeah, this, yeah, fuck. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, you got how else are you gonna know it's clear? True enough. I mean, why are clearing barrels? How else are you gonna know? Why are clearing barrels? Why are clearing barrels? I had a sergeant major <laughs> one time. Why are clearing? When barrels? we were in Iraq, we had a sergeant major that refused to carry an M16. He carried an M14. Yeah, heavy shit he would write up, you know, um, Article 15 requests for field grade Article 15s for soldiers who had negligent discharges in clearing barrels, and he had six with an M14. That's a big old gun. It's a in big old bullet. He, in the time that he was in Iraq, he had six negligent discharges with an M14. If I remember right, the safety on the M14 is on the front of the uh, trigger housing, right? The front of the trigger guard. No, it's a selector. Uh, selector? Is it thumb selector? Similar. I thought it was yeah. the same as the M1 Garand, where it has the switch on the front in front of the trigger. Well, that's for the that's for the Mag one of the safeties, but because the M14 right. is a select fire weapon, mm -hmm. you can fire single, okay. you know, semi-automatic, or Never you can fire automatic. Them, so. Yeah. so it's got an actual selector lever on it. Okay. So the M1 Garand is up front, yeah. and the uh, selector lever is on the M14. It's not the same as an M16, but it's similar. I got you. Yeah. That's bananas. Like yeah. How? Uh, uh, whatever. I mean, these freaking people, man. Well, that's because the way they taught it back in OIF two and OIF o, you know, o uh, five o six or whatever. Um, they said you lock the bolt to the rear, then drop the magazine. Um, or actually, you drop the magazine. No, you lock the bolt to the rear and then drop the magazine. And a lot of them wouldn't lock the bolt to the rear. They would just charge it and then drop the magazine. Mm -hmm. And shoot yeah. it into the clearing barrel. Yeah. And the way that we taught it was you drop the magazine first and then lock it to the rear. Um, then you do your functions check in the uh, clearing barrel. Yeah, remove the source of ammunition. Yeah, that's like basic weapons handling. You would think that it was, but <clears throat> some people just don't quite get the grasp of it. Hmm. Um, so even to this day, I'm very big on, hey, drop that freaking magazine first. Don't you dare lock that slide back till you drop that magazine. Yeah, remove the source of ammunition. You have to. I mean, good grief. 
You would, you would say that it's common sense, but not everybody looks at it that way. Fuck, it ain't common, man. But it's, uh, that, that's... I just remember those, like, basic weapons handling, like, even first-day instruction in the Army. Remove the source of ammo. Same thing as how you clear a belt-fed machine gun. Open up the 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 cover. Mm-hmm. Fuck the ammo. I was qualifying uh, my transition team when I was a combat advisor. We went out to do our semi-annual qualifications on a range out there by the Moam, the mother of all mosques. Oh, yeah, yeah. That used to be uh, Fob Headhunter when I was there in OIF, too. They gave it back to the Iraqis. But anyway, we still had the range there, so we went out there to qualify. And I had this lieutenant colonel up there on top of the Humvee because we were doing the uh, mounted uh, 240 Bravo and 50 Cal qualifications. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and he's firing, and I start watching the rounds rise because I was the range master at the time. And um, I'm watching these ra- uh, rounds rise up on this berm. It's a 20-foot-tall berm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, cease fire, cease fire, cease fire, because it's just going higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. And he looks at me because I saw him, and he just looks at me, and he does this, and he's got the pistol grip in his hand for the M240 Bravo. I was like, you know, yank the belt, yank the belt. He's sitting there, and he's like, so I jumped on top of the freaking Humvee, and I yanked the belt to you know, stop the fire because it was getting close to the top of the yeah. berm. I didn't want it to go into neighborhoods. Yeah. So I interrupted the cycle of fire, and he's like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, did you put the back pin back in? He was like, I thought so. And the back pin was still out. So the trigger mechanism fell into his hand after he started firing from the vibration of the weapon, so he couldn't get it to stop firing because it was on cyclic mm-hmm. rate. Yeah, that's... It was pretty funny. And thankfully, nobody got injured, but yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your runaway gun with a two forty, you just you got yank the belt. That's all you, you gotta got, do. You got two things: either you point in a safe direction and let them finish, which is uh, what we did sometimes. Like, yeah, just let let the dog finish. Yeah. <laughs> it's just well, I mean, it hurts when you yank the belt. It uh, really does. Well, so we didn't yank. We, we didn't. We didn't yank belt. it. We just kink it. Yeah. So you, we break you the belt. Gra- you grab the belt and throw throw it over itself. And that'll induce a jam, and that's the end of that. Well, when you got yeah. a 200-round a belt on there, it's kind of yeah. hard to throw it over. Well, I was a machine gunner for a long time, mm-hmm. so it, that's all I carried. We had the so uh, it's, coax. It's, Sometimes uh, the uh, solenoid would get stuck, yeah, and yeah. it would uh, make oh, cause a runaway. So we, we have a feed tray that goes across yeah. the uh, top of the gun tube, and you can't throw over. We were taught mm-hmm. that too, to like wrap the wrap the belt yeah. around the gun, and it will it will oh, induce yeah. it. Or but, throw it over itself. But that's if it's dismounted. <laughs> If when we have the, the, the mountain we have that, that big tray, and this is a ten thousand round belt. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you just open it up, break, and let it let it continue yeah, let it, the last it, bit of its belt. Yeah, as Bradley's it's a little bit different, but same concept, yeah. and it's only five thousand rounds uh, for the two um, the feed uh, boxes that they mm-hmm. have. That's uh, twenty five hundred rounds per box. Yeah. But yeah, you can't reach in there and just yank it. Um, oh. Dude, because there's a, a feed shoot that it all goes through. Speaking of Bradleys, there's another video that was out there. Freaking uh, two Bradleys taking on a T90. Mm-hmm. That's they a pretty epic video. Ass. They hit it with the buffers, bro, and it was like, oh, this sucks to be inside that thing. Bushmaster. Bush, the yeah. Bushmaster, yeah, buffers is the old, yeah. old system. But, uh, they yeah, hit it with that it, Bushmaster, bro. It was pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> Bro, that tank is just eating, eating a bag of dicks. It's yep. bad. 
It's just like, dah, 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 dah. I'd hate to be inside that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, um, my God. It was getting hit so much. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. A lot of people don't realize when you use the um, the Sabo depleted uranium ammunition. That's what they were hitting it with. It, it, maybe. That's a maybe. I don't think we're selling the ammo to anybody, are we? Uh, I think, yeah. I think, I think we're selling the ammo, though? The that was being used. I don't know if it's because depleted that, uranium, that but the Sabo rounds will punch through it. Yeah, Sabo's, so yeah, but I don't know that about the DUs. That, that Bradley, those two Bradleys are, uh, don't have all the upgrades that we have uh, on ours. Yeah. But uh, apparently their, uh, their uh, tow missile systems were in op, so they had... Uh, they had nothing but the gun. DU. They had nothing but DU. Okay. So... That's but depleted yeah. uranium, the... Uh, Muzzle velocity, the Ooh. penetration, you know, the maximum effective range, all of that is still classified to this day. Bro, it's a whooping. I don't even know what it is. It's um, a whooping. But it's badass. It's a whooping. That tank took a whooping. Like, it was... And when it's firing 150 to 200 rounds per minute in cyclic rate? Well, they... they Because they, they basically just ran into this tank. They were, <laughs> they were, dri they were driving... Uh, in an area where they know there's armor in the area and whatever, and they're scouting ahead, I guess, and they went past some hedgerows, mm -hmm. T-90. Wow. Like, on. This was in Ukraine? Yeah, T-90 yeah. on. Like, not mobility killed, no, no. This T-90 on, ready to roll, just sitting there, parked in the street. Like, oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> tank left, tank left! <laughs> And and so he's <laughs> he's punching backwards. That thing full reverse. Bucka 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 bucka. He just get bugging out of there in reverse and just punching at it. Just like taka, taka, taka. I'm like, oh god. The tank reflects it like does a reflexive fire drill basically. Turn Rob. Watch your foot. Yeah. Watch, watch your foot. foot. Watch your foot your foot. You oh, hit the sorry. camera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. So no worries. So the T90 does a reflexive a reflexive there. fire uh <laughs> Just a snapshot. So he basically turns turret towards the threat, and boom! And it just basically hits the dirt about 15 meters in front of him, and uh, it, it the fight's on. Wow! <coughs> the tanks trying to get away from the freaking from the Bradleys, and the Bradleys are trying to get away from them. But they, they neither of them can afford to leave the other one alive. So, right. yeah. so it's uh, <laughs> so it's a Tom and Jerry freaking thing around right. around four. Uh, what, what was it? Two streets. It was Something like, like a, that. It was like a little loop. Yeah, it wasn't. Of streets. Yeah. It was like, there, there must have been like maybe 10, 10 houses there, or what was left of houses. It was two streets on a loop. Ugh. So they're stuck in this little loop thing, yeah. trying to get, they're trying to get away from each other. And they get, like I said, they can't afford to leave any of them alive. Because if that T90, uh, well, that's it. That that's, a, that's a pretty badass thing. That T ninety, if it catches you in open ground, you know, and it's a, uh, it's 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 done deal. But uh, it's it's funny, man. That, man, that was that was a hell of a. Well, I mean, sadly, when you've been in the military too damn long, you tend to get a little bit of a darker sense of humor about that. Yeah, I mean. Um, and you know, most civilians don't realize that it's funny. But if you've been in those situations, it becomes hilarious well, because it's a, you know what things should be like, and when things are outside of the norm, we have to laugh at it because otherwise you'll just lose your mind. Well, yeah, I mean it's a it's a cat and mouse thing. I mean, I, I remember uh, in, in Afghanistan, I ran into a situation where we ran right into a patrol of Taliban. Yeah, and they ran right into us. Yeah, and it was like like me to that door. 
Like we we both crested a hill, and at the same time, and we're like, oh, <coughs> we're like, huh, and yeah. we just kind of stood there looking at each other. They're like, you got water? Yeah, we give, give them a case of water, and they're like, oh yeah. They they knew it was like, yeah, this is bad, and we're like, yeah, this is bad. So let's just kind of like agree to disagree, and that's kind of like so, what it was like in Desert Storm. So we got the, we got the hell out of each other's faces mm -hmm. and just kind of like moved separate ways, and I was like, let's make distance. Uh, but it, it was uh, like that stuff. That stuff happens, man. It's just kind of oh yeah. But uh, it was like that in Desert Storm uh, to a lot of units. Um, the yeah, Iraqis I mean, were su surrendering like nobody's business. We were in Israel in Tel Aviv, and we were capturing Palestinians and Syrians and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I was with the Patriot so. unit then. Say it ain't so. But um, that was a such a different war than the global war on terror. And having served in both of them, it was like night and day. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Desert Storm was like 90 hours. So uh, there's that. Yeah, exactly. It was a whole different world. I was there 12 years. It's like... It yeah. was a different world. Yeah, it's a, di it's a different, th different, uh, different scenario altogether. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, because so we had we had Desert Storm veterans in our unit, and uh, mm -hmm. um, there were some of the more senior NCOs and some of the more experienced NCOs because they, they had been through combat, and uh, you know that was the only combat that that was reasonable within reason and time time wise, mm -hmm. and um, uh, even they were like. Well, this, this is a different this world. Is, uh, this is a goat fuck. I was like, this this is a this is insane. But uh, I mean, we got on pretty good. But oh yeah, uh, I mean, I think overall, um, our military did a great job. Yeah, it's a it, it's, it's. We had a, our moments. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we had our moments. I mean, we got. But that's there's, every war. There's plenty of hard times ahead. I mean, hopefully not for long. And but um, <laughs> it's just like though with law enforcement today. You know, we have a lot of people that support law enforcement, but how many times do you hear from them? You know, um, what does the media focus on? The media well, focuses on, what on the negative. On what sells. Exactly. They, they focus on, on what sells. And what sells so, is uh, the sensational stuff. Well, that's like the <clears throat> whole active shooter yeah. thing. You know, when we break it down, how many calls for service for active shooter did we have in the entire country in 2023? I don't know. I can't tell 637. No kidding. Now, how many of those did not involve gang-related activity, aggravated robberies, or domestic violence? Five. Thirty-three. I was close, damn it. Thirty-three of those were schools or businesses or something else. Mm -hmm. And out of those 33, 90% of the people suffer some type of a mental health crisis. I'm not saying mental illness. Right, right, Because right. mental health illness is diagnosable. Right. Mental health crisis is something completely different. Yeah. A mental health crisis is when somebody has something in them that snaps. Yes. Due to a outside um, influence. Yes, yeah, like the forty-five minutes I spent running around because I thought I locked my keys inside my patrol car. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so, uh, but that's what creates crisis, a lot of those. They were in my pocket. <laughs> but what do we the focus on? Whenever it comes to the news, <laughs> we focus on the thirty-three yeah. situations that happened. Instead of the 500 and, you know, 83 or 358,000 mental health crisis calls that required emergency response, where somebody was a danger to themselves or others that was not a mass shooting, you know, they focus on the 
um, big robbery as opposed to the law enforcement officer that responds to a kidnapped child and rescues them from a bad situation. Mm -hmm. We focus on the negative. We don't focus on the positive. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have right now with society is they see all this stuff on social media that's very negative. Yeah. They see all this stuff about the politicians that's very negative. What they don't see is the good things that certain people do. And I like to call it the 10-90 rule. 10% of the people are just horrible, atrocious people. Okay? 90% are great and do the right things. It's the same in law enforcement. It's the same in emergency. I can, I can get behind that. Same in the That's military. Uh, Any job is going to have 10 and 90. 10 atrocious, 90 great. But 90% of your time is spent on that 10%. Yeah. Whereas only 10% of your time is spent on the other 90%. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called the 1090 rule. Um, and this is my own thing. It's something I learned from a, a good NCO way back in the day that I just kind of kept working with and developing over the years. So that's why I teach guys whenever I'm teaching leadership. That's why I would teach my subordinate leaders whenever I was a senior leader. You know, you have to get away from the 1090 rule. You have to start looking at the 10% problem as a problem and start addressing it mm-hmm. so that you're not spending only 10% of your time on the 90% of the good people out there. You have to start balancing that so it's no longer in this cattywampus type situation. Yeah. So, anyway, again, my two cents on that. No, I mean, you're, absol- you're absolutely right on that. I mean, it's a... I mean, I got got plenty of arrests that are the same person over and over and over again. I mean, it's a... Uh, or somebody related to that person or a family member or whatever. Right. You know, it's the same same group of people and the same same issues. Uh, I mean, that's, there's definitely clusters of that all over. Um, yeah. But, I mean, of course, the, the media media focuses on what sells, and what sells is uh, the fancy, uh, extravagant, freaking outrageous nature of the news. Uh, so you get a law enforcement doing some freaking insane, like, uh, Captain freaking Barrel Rose over here with his acorns, <laughs> um, freaking that sells because uh, they they get to a part of the population can point at that and go like, see what I tell you? They're trigger happy motherfuckers. Look mm-hmm. at them, look at them right there, all trigger happy. Acorn, this dude, open fire on his patrol car, and, and, it's, and he's one guy out of millions uh, across the nation that, that serve our profession, but that one guy. Um, kind of fucks it up for everybody, you know. At least for a short period of time, because it's not enduring. This is not a not a thing that that, that permeates forever. No. But but for a short period of time, well, you gotta. You, we all get made fun of for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for the next freaking six seven months, we're all gonna get cop jokes about acorns. It's just even though we're couldn't be further away from what, how we would react. Uh, so yeah, that's okay. Most of my students, a um, couple of them that didn't know me yesterday, brought me up a box of donuts and said, "Here you go, Mr. Taylor. We know that you want these." Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I got to eat donuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they know I'm a cop, so yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, they're delicious. They're delicious. Uh, vitamin D. <laughs> got to have my vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to roll with get the it? D for yes, donuts. I get it. D for donuts. <laughs> Not the other stuff that's 
swimming in that fucking head of yours? What's there? Dicks. Guys, come on. Get PG rated. We don't have to go to R rated right off the bat. All right, all right. This show goes to R rated within nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, actually, seven. Trust me. Seven. Seven seconds. We were talking about how we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how we demonetize our channel within the first seven seconds yeah, of, that's our, okay. of our video, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get get you on here and do something a little bit more lighthearted and uh, it get you get you talking uh, like kind of like out of out of the script a little bit and just kind of show a little bit more of a hu- the human side of things because a lot of people get get that uh, that perception when they talk to a political candidate that uh, it's like well. You know, he's saying what he has to say to get elected. I was like, well, true, but there's there's uh, there's facts and truths behind it, and this is a real human with real emotions yeah. that laughs and has the same reactions as everybody else and freaking, you know, drinks coffee and poops in the morning like everybody else. You know, it's just a... It's, hey, it's a it's every a single morning. Every Thank single you very morning. much. I'm Roger, regular. Roger that, Sarge. So it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> Carry on, I'll be in the area all day. Yeah, it's one of those things like uh, like trying to put the, the like like humanize the candidates a little bit and just kind of like show you, hey, dude, uh, this, is a, this is a regular dude, man's man, trying to do his thing, trying to help out the community and uh, and also provide a platform for all the other candidates that are out there for all these different positions. Uh, let Keep them a friendly reminder. This is what we're about. We're not about any crazy ambush journalism or trying to pigeonhole you into something that you can't answer or try to put bad video about you out there that's not that's not what we're about we're uh, we're about you know giving the, giving people the platform where we can where people can make an informed decision when they go vote uh, and also helping out with these help this is the this is the best way I can help out in these campaigns yeah. for all of them for all of them uh, yeah. bipartisan across the board yeah uh, it's the best way I can help is uh, recording some footage getting you on camera so you can actually help your your campaign, whoever you are, you know. So, uh, so it's open for all of us. But uh, if you got anything else, uh, you got any any upcoming things or anything you wanna you wanna close in uh, um, on the, this before we before we sign out. The uh, address to the debate for the nineteenth has changed to the uh, church over there on MLK in the eight hundred block of MLK. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred block of MLK across from Walmart. Right. Yeah. Um, on next to the hotel. Next there to you the go. Hotel, yeah. the right back, there. The back side of Walmart. So I just got that word today. Um, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, I've got 35 years of experience that I'm trying to bring mm. to these guys. You know, a lot of that is military, but if you ask any infantry guy in the military, it's really not that different than being a cop. Believe it or not, um, we have very specific rules that we had to follow. We couldn't just go out and arbitrarily kill everything in our path. It's not like the movies. And get caught. Shush, hush, please, thank you. <laughs> I'm talking about during <laughs> occupational, whenever we were doing occupational uh, operations, about, yeah, not the actual war. Okay, you're talking about SASO operations, yeah, yeah, security, yeah. security operations, I got you. Two different right. animals. Uh, two different animals, all right, SASO. <laughs> yeah, now, when it comes to actual combat, whole different world. Um it's, it's like being SWAT versus memory, patrol. <laughs> SWAT versus patrol. Right. right. SWAT, you can't go out willingly shoot yeah. somebody. No, you can't. So two different applications. But anyway, um, and again, I'm not going to say why I'm the best candidate. That's up to the people to decide. So leave that ball in their court. 
Yeah, I mean, put your best foot forward. And that's let, it. Let them decide. That's fine. That's exactly fine it. Me. But uh, that's that's all we got for this week. We got a uh, a couple videos punching out this week. Yeah. So I got a, I got a lot of editing to do. Our uh, live broadcast of the debate this morning is already up on our channel. Yeah. Go watch it. I know it's vertical. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. I'll do it different next time. Well, we have we have like oh, zero. You can always turn their head. Yeah. Do what? I mean, we we didn't we. We had to do recon a little bit better. Like we didn't know what the rules were, if we could record or. Uh, so Honestly, I didn't so care. We, we had no idea, so it just kind of. Like, that's why it started off in my pocket, and then I saw somebody else recording. I was like, "Oh fuck it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fine. It was very, it was very, very open. I had fun. Uh, I got to meet all the candidates that were there, and I got to have good conversations with all three of them, and it's and it's fun. It was it was very very uh, uh, very informative, very uh, very cool to see some some of the old faces, you know. Because mm -hmm. uh, especially, uh, you know, especially talking to Scott for a while, because mm -hmm. you know, you haven't we haven't seen each other in like forever, so that that was pretty neat. Uh, talking to to Danny and talking to CJ, talking to uh, I'm uh, oh, sorry, JC, talking to uh, uh, there was a couple other cops there that I hadn't seen in forever. Um, you know, it, so it's, it was good. You know, yeah. running running into those folks, but uh, but that's what we got this week. And uh, you know, like and subscribe. Don't forget. Follow the links below if you guys uh, want to watch the first episode that we did with Rob where you get a, a, a good view of his qualifications and whatnot. Take a look at that. Follow the QR code if you want to support his campaign and uh, support his efforts for uh, for his constable uh, uh, tenure here in uh, Corio County. But that's all we got, man. So Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Appreciate you, you coming down, bro. Of course. Bye.